Welcome everyone to another episode of Four Layer Takes. On this episode, we will be reviewing Lovecraft Country episode six. Meet me in the ga, the goo. I don't speak <laughs> Korean. I don't know <laughs> what the name of this city is. Um, we will be talking about that. And also stay tuned. The Emmys were on Sunday. And a few of the shows that we had reviewed, Euphoria and The Watchmen, they were winners. And we're going to have a good discussion about Black Excellence. So make sure you stay tuned to the end. I'm your girl, Kim. It's me, me, me. The girl, Mel. Uh, it's your boy, Marcus, a.k.a. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, we Notorious. <laughs> yeah, we mentioned her on the uh, Sunday Institute. But uh, just rest in peace, rest in power, rest in heaven to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, what, Associate Justice of the United States Supreme Court. Um, somebody who spent her time as a judicial official trying to make the judicial system better for us, even though it was never meant to work for us, you know. Uh, whether, you're, whether you're Black, Asian, Hispanic, female, queer, young, old, she was working to make the system better. It just had like a modicum of fairness or parity. I don't know if parity is the right word, but some kind of modicum of fairness for all of us. And like so many people sent me that dumbass article about where she was critical of Colin Kaepernick. And I had to like correct them. Like, I, and just tell them, stay the fuck off Facebook or whatever hotel or right wing websites they go to. But she was somebody that like, she wasn't, she wasn't always right. Um, and like I highlighted the Colin Kaepernick protest thing, where she kind of was dismissive of it. But um, she recognized her own privilege and humbled herself and understood that she was too dismissive without being given the proper information. And I think it's important to say that because that's something that happens so much in today's society where people form a whole fucking opinion about something, but don't have any context or any information about what the fuck is going on. So I don't know how you can form a co coherent thought about something that you're completely ignorant to. But she recognized that and apologized, well, somewhat apologized, but definitely humbled herself and backtracked what she said. But uh, nonetheless, rest in peace to a fighter. Yes, she will be the first woman um, in the history of the United States to lie in state. Um, so that that's, it's weird that like we're in 2020 and we keep saying like the first black person, the first black man, the first woman, the first Asian, like, damn, we still saying that? Like it's 2020. Mel, just stop. You know white men have been yeah. oppressed in this country. I know, but I just- White I, men have been oppressed in this no, I'm just saying, you know, white men have been oppressed in this country for so long. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just amazing that in 2020, we're still having the first of so many things for white men due to their oppression for over 500 years in this country. Jesus. The, the, white, male, the white male identity is so fragile, it's, it's pathetic. It's laughable. Well, what we did have is our first um, white male president killed 200,000 American citizens um, yeah. by denying COVID-19. That was a, well, that's something that was a first. I, I mean, was he the first person to kill 200,000 Americans? I mean, Andrew Jackson made a good run at it. 
Look, uh, he's American months. Not 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 Native, not only Native American. Those are Native American people. Those are real Americans. The the second half of the American peoples. <laughs> the new the newer Americans. Uh, so I mean that's a that's something. He he has so many firsts, you know. There's so many uh firsts um with with this president. So yeah. But guys, uh, today <laughs> hold on as you say uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm probably not watching Power book two at all. Uh -uh. But Mary J. Blige says about a character in the show, she was like, everybody around him either goes to jail or they die. And that is Donald Trump. It is like anybody that's around Donald, we gonna die or we going to jail. He has the first president that has so many convicted felons that have been around him. I mean, the man was impeached. Donald Trump is ghost. That's what you say? No, <laughs> Donald Trump is Tariq. Oh God, I don't know these people. I've never watched the show, but I agree. <laughs> I agree. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know from from the show. Well, yeah, either they go to jail, or when they leave, they write books and they're like, "Hey, America, don't trust this idiot. He's trying to murder and kill, death kill you." And they were like, "You're lying." So, like, that's the like when you just see the list of people that left the White House, they're like, we're not, we're like lifetime Republicans and we will not be voting for this fucking idiot. Like, you see he's the, trying to murder you. He's trying to murder, death, kill you. Yeah, when you see the list of Republicans who are endorsing Biden and the list of Republican congressmen who opted to just not run anymore, I'm just like, is this yeah. not a sign to you all? And people are like, oh, they're just a part of the deep state. I'm like, you know what? Is this the year the asteroid is coming? Because I really need it to hurry the fuck up. Like I'm just, I'm just tired. Like I'm you know tired. I this week I said, you know what? I was down. I'm gonna get back up. So I watched Jurassic Park last night, and I just Which said, one? you know what? The first huh? one. Which one? Yeah, the original. It's okay. on Netflix. And I said, you know what? If somebody sent me a ticket to Jurassic Park, I would go. You know, I live, <laughs> I live a good life. <laughs> this time, you know. I'm like, I would go to it. I would go check out the that Tyrannosaurus Rex, the the apex murderer killer dinosaur. Like, <laughs> sits. You know, a, a raptor sounds better than America right now. <laughs> I would be like y'all, like y'all. Somebody send me a ticket to Jurassic Park. See ya. Okay. <laughs> Let you, I'll send you guys pictures of my arm getting ripped off. Uh, just makes sense. Just makes sense. So, guys, today um, it's Tuesday, the uh, September twenty second that we're recording. You're gonna hear this a little bit later, but please, 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 it's National um, Register to Vote Day. Please make sure you check the voter registration sites in what your whatever state that you live in to make sure they have not scrubbed your name. Um, what a lot of uh, others are doing are scrubbing people's names, saying that oh, you didn't vote or you uh, in the past you know, election or you didn't show up for jury duty, whatever fuck shit they're going to say to make your name uh, not appear on the voter registration site. So please make sure you go and check that out. Um, I am a person whose birthday is in October, late October. So my driver's license is actually going to expire on my birthday. And um, I now have to make sure that I either get my driver's license renewed early or make sure that I take part in early voting, which I've never done in my life, but I may do th this year because my voting district changes. Um, so please guys, make sure you go out and just check that because uh, the, the Republicans and the Republican parties uh, and all of their minions are really trying to 
um, suppress the vote. And as we know, Jim Crow has never ended. It's just changed forms. And now it uses the internet and it uses Facebook and it uses presidents and it uses all these other things to deter us from the polls. Um, there is a new movie and I, I please forgive me about the name, but it's on um, uh, Amazon Prime and it's featuring our Stacey Abrams and it's talking about voter suppression in the United States of America. I, I believe it's called what, All In? Um, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'll, yeah, I'll you can. Okay, you can look it up, but I, it's in my queue. I just haven't had time to watch it because um, I know I'll be really upset and mad and pissed. But, you know, shout out to Stacey Abrams because she has not stopped. Even when she did not win the governorship or, you know, the VP position, she's still fighting for uh, voter, voter rights um, of, of everybody, not just Democrats, not just Black women, not just educated Black women, not just educated Black men, but for everyone. Like, we should be doing in a de true democracy, which this is clearly not any longer. So please check that um, um, check that movie out because everybody everybody's saying great things about it. Um, I hope to check it out this weekend. And it's it's all in it's all in the fight for democracy. And like you mentioned, it's a documentary on Amazon Prime. Cool. All right, we're ready. Now let's get into this episode about white imperialism and <laughs> the touch. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, <laughs> welcome to episode episode six. Uh, meet me in um, uh uh, Lovecraft Country. This episode, we did our uh, uh, Insta take, and I just had to laugh at myself because y'all was so confused. I didn't know what was going on. I really couldn't read those words. <laughs> and, but I, to me, I watched it on my computer up front. Y'all was like, I sound like I'm like seven years old. Like, I need to get a bigger TV. So that is going to be on the to do <laughs> so, I can read the, so I can read the bottom of the screen. Y'all, I don't know what's going on. Um, so we are going to just kind of start out. Uh, I do have themes, but do you guys want to delve into the episode and do an overview? Or you want to talk about some of the themes um, that, that, that this amazing episode had? Um, I think that we covered a lot of the what happened in the um, Insta-Take, um, but there are some really good things I don't want us to miss out on. So I'm down. Whatever Go for it. For it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm fine with either just doing the things or a deep dive, okay. whatever, you, whatever you think is best. Okay. Uh, the first one I got uh, was revenge. And I was like, kill him. K kick him in the balls. <laughs> murder, death, kill, as you say. Murder, murder death, kill. Murder, death, kill. Right. <laughs> I mean, that was this episode. Like, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get revenge on you, and I'm gonna murder a hundred people to do it. And I was like, when I thought about it after I really you know watched a couple of times, I was like, that may not have been the best <laughs> route to take. <laughs> it was a lot. I, I don't think she cared. She was a selfish woman, obviously. She was the mom, woman, yeah, from day one. Yeah. So the mom. So are we all in agreement that we hate the mom? Mm. She's contra um, so far. Huh? Well, both created monsters. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't. I'm not in her shoes, so I don't know what I would do. So I don't know if I can necessarily speak on it. I think that she made um, she made a decision at the time, the, the best decision that she could at the time, I guess, when she became, she was, when she became pregnant, an unwed mother and all of that, mm -hmm. to try to redeem her reputation or her life or whatever at that time. And then it, it 
she paid the price for that because it all went downhill and she's continuing and then she made more poor decisions mm-hmm. <laughs> after that and so uh, she made the, the first decent decision she may have made was at the end when, yeah yeah when she kind of was like all right i just fucked up like okay i'm i let me pay the price this time like finally yeah. bitch pay the price shit <laughs> <laughs> let other people pay the price for you dummy uh, and I guess this might be a bad analogy. And I, when I say I, I can't speak for it, because like, you know, like in the um, what is it, monkey's paw, where the what is it, the parents lose a child and they bring the child back, and the child is a monster. And I'm thinking like, I, I would do that. The child is technically a monster, and Jamie is technically a monster. Jamie's okay. That's well, some bad thing. But yeah, they both created mon- monster. I, I don't know. I mean, I she felt like some redeeming qualities. She at least, she at least loved her daughter somewhat. I think the original daughter. Yes. Okay. I she didn't know. love her. She didn't love her enough to leave the situation, even though she knew she was being raped. Or even teach her that nursery rhyme. Like she was like, "Bitch, you ain't teach me that." Well, she, like, she she did teach her that, but. Uh, Jamie Chong, because she doesn't have the daughter's memories, she has yeah. the husband's memory. So she yeah. got that memory because yeah. he had heard it or whatever, which yeah. was very, again, that scene really? gets to me. <laughs> like that, 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 that was they, a lot. No, they, they, highlighted love, they highlighted in Lovecraft Radio. Like when she said, when she said a nursing rhyme and like she switches up yeah. so quickly. Man, she just turned like I, I. I thought she was gonna kill the lady at that point because I thought she had like turned into the husband. I was like, oh, yeah. So that's what me. demons do, though. That's what demons do. That's why I don't be messing with no demons. <laughs> that's. Good. I think that's a good uh, uh, life life goal. Don't mess with demons, guys. It's I mean, nice. black people don't fuck with Ouija boards, so we definitely don't fuck with demons. Right. Please stop demons. So I've been through a real exorcism, like not me myself. I have witnessed it and heard the demons come out of pe- a person. I'll mess with that stuff. And in a ch- in church growing up, I'll mess with that. Whoa, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. No, no, I don't mess with it so much. I don't want to talk about that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> real. Man, about to get no demons up in here, right? No, let's, sir. Let's talk about this no, show. <laughs> no, sir. No. So, uh, so as a little a background of well, how we're talking about the revenge, and uh, for anybody that did miss the show. What we're talking about is um, Gian was, Gian's mother was an unwed mother and she, uh, this man basically was a predator. So he kind of, you know, sought her out because she was an unwed mother and he married her and was able to abuse her daughter and rape her um, over the, you know, over whatever amount of time we don't quite know. So the mother to get revenge, you know, on the her husband for doing this to her daughter, uh, took the, the girl, uh, the original human, uh, Gian, to a shaman. And the shaman called and summoned a, what uh, in, our, in American uh, vernacular is called a succubus, basically. And called her into the body and she was supposed to kill a hundred men, take their souls to repay, you know, um, or to you know, hurt her, the husband that, uh, that died. Like you have to, I need you to come and kill these people. Huh? She started, she started with the husband though. She started with the husband. So she, Gian ends up killing the husband. Uh, then she, in order to pay the price for, 
Um, it is called uh, Kamiho. Kamiho? A Kamiho. A Kamiho. Um, like I said, an art, like we call him a succubus. And after she paid the hundred lives, then uh, Jiang would be able to come back, become human again. Like she's a, you know, an actual person is the lady's daughter. And her mom just kind of treats her, you know, very indifferent. She doesn't hug her and get, show her affection or she doesn't believe that she can love because she just really sees her as a demon and what she can do for her uh, to, you know, to really, I feel like at the end of the day, her mom was really trying to A, the revenge, but B, trying to repay you know, for her looking the other way, probably. She was she was prostituting her her daughter. Her, that's what it sounded like. That's really what it was. It was yeah, just, she yeah. was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. To try mm -hmm. to get back to her standing in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she it, um, it even I thought was interesting that like Gian was like, you know, you know, we'll be back, we'll be back in good standing. You know, once I get my degree and once I'm a nurse, she was like, I will be. She was like, no, you just need to bring home another man. Like I'm like, bitch, she trying to give give y'all a way out, a murder, death, kill. Like she still doesn't see her as you know her daughter. She wants her daughter back, and I'm just yeah. like, you are. She was really a trash lady. Like she was a yes, trash. I, said, I think she's a trash lady. lady. I think she's a trash lady. She I really think she's a trash lady. Sorry guys, I think she's trash. Like sorry mom, you're a trash lady. I mean, like I said in the instant take, these parents really fuck you up. I don't. I don't got children, so I can't speak on it. I wonder how old was she when like the rape started and when she killed him like I wonder how old she really is or was I don't because they never they never quantify it so you never know like how long it went on like I I don't know I don't know and then it was interesting because then Gian was like oh I remember you know from his memories that she says oh I remember he did love me, but then the, you know, the mom's like, it was a wrong kind of love. Like that wasn't, that wasn't love. And anyway, you can't feel love anyway. Like, you know, that that's not, you don't even know what you're talking about. Cause you, you are, you're basically incapable of feeling anything. Cause you're not even a human person. And I'm like, she murder death kills a thousand people a day. Like you could be nice. Like that's all I was like, she, she's going to put one of those things right in your asshole. Like you better calm down. <laughs> she said one of those nine tails is going to come out and attack her. <laughs> Yeah, she'd be like, "Look, I got hands and I got tails. You can get all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you can get all. Of them. You can get all. You can get all eleven appendages, bitch." <laughs> so, and I wouldn't be mad at her. I'd be like, "Bye, see ya. You're terrible." Um, did you guys have anything more about the revenge or any other takes? My, I just wanted to say that this episode has so many damn layers to me. Like, um. You know, it was commentary on the relationship with parents and, you know, parents wanting their children to be. I, I've, I've just never seen so many themes be placed on top of a, a single storyline or a horror story at that and all fucking work. Like, all of them make sense. Like, how parent, parents' relationship with their children, wanting to, them to be something that they are not or trying to change them or love them for who they are. And then there's still the racial undertones and aspects that is, you know, it was like about, especially with the Judy Garland at the end, I just saw it as, you know, monster, like, you know, America, in American imperialism, America creates monsters everywhere and then vilifies the, their creation and then wants you to hate them and then wants you to mm -hmm. revere mm -hmm. them for putting them down. And I'm just like, but you created this one. 
you created this monster. Like I look at everything, the, the turmoil in the Middle East, the turmoil in um, Central America, and like we created all of that shit. Korea. And, Korea, like in, in inner city neighborhoods when like we have our young black men who are, a lot of them are trouble, but it's like, yes, you helped, you created that monster and then you vilify them. And then Judy Garland was kind of like that part where she was like, I've tried so much to please through singing or acting. I was just like, God damn, <laughs> like shit, how do you, how does this episode have all of this and then with that that racial component at the end, it was like so explicit and like on the mark, kind of like, yeah, we do all this performative stuff thinking that that wins us love and we will be loved and, and it doesn't. Like we're still viewed as the monster. And I'm just like, shit, we had all of this in an hour episode yeah. from, a, from a character we just made. I was like, that shit was, I'm sorry, this shit was dope. Like this might be my favorite episode of the series. I'm just but I love how they tie it in because I was like, when, it, when you turn it on and you see the recap for this episode, you, it starts with him calling her and like, she's like, I told you not to go home. I told you, you know, not to do, not to go, not to go there. Yeah. And I'm like, so I, I love the fact that this, like this show plays so much with the people who aren't even there, but they haunt the story the entire time. I'm like, yeah. we really, we really met her in the first episode. He just like up the phone her after he dialed down numbers, but she told you <laughs> to go home. She told you not to go home. But I'm just even like, you told him to go home, but that was after you was attacked by all the tales. I'm not hearing you neither. What? Don't go home. I'd be, be like, I would have left all my, I'd have ran out naked. I'm like, you know what? Keep my clothes. <laughs> I would have run to America. I would have run home butt naked after I saw that shit going on. Uh, but you brought up the Julie Garland uh, quote at the end. Um, you know, at the end of, the, of her life, people, you know, they treated her really badly. She, she was a, she grew up on the silver screen. Like she literally grew up in Hollywood at a time where with like women and men were really just owned by the studios. They made them do whatever they wanted them to do. And in that uh, monologue, she says, um, you know, uh, people in interviews, they talk about me, you know, they talk about, they lie, they lie about my life. They lie about my, my beliefs. They lie about my truths. Mm -hmm. um, she said, yeah, she had spent her time, you know, her whole life trying to please people through acting and singing. Mm -hmm. And she says, you know what? Those people are dead. She yeah. was like, you're, you're, you, what you're saying about me that actually, I know what I'm about, but you actually are the dead. You're, you're dead. You're the dead person. And I was like, damn, Judy, they really, I'm going to have to watch that movie with, uh, with whatchamacallit, Renee Zellweger now. Yeah. I mean, you can overlay those words, like I said, on top of like the the black experience, the LGBTQ yeah. experience, like yeah. any of the yeah. other experience, like. Mm -hmm. I just, I just loved all it. I just loved yeah. this whole episode, man. Like, it was part the listen. Any monologue, whoever choosing the monologues on the monologue team, they're doing a good job. Good job, team. right? And <laughs> then it was that's like, I'd be a thing. And, and then you, you watch. I mean, I watch it. I'm just like, how do they? I'm, you know, um, she, her loving the the Hollywood, the '40s and '50s movies and musicals and Judy Garland and stuff. It it gives her this humanity as a a demon, and we see that and we love it. But like the fact that they could tie that in at the end to that Judy Garland comment, it's like man. It's just after you see her after you see her on the silver screen being beautiful and young and listening, meet me in St. Louis. Yeah. Like oh my God. This is insane. It was beautiful. I thought it was beautiful. What do y'all think 
um, her, when her mom at the end, so when she takes her back to the Shaw woman and she asked her, the, and she comes back, she was like, how dare you have the, you know, basically the balls to come back to me. You have not brought me my, you know, hundred souls, but you got questions, bitch. And then the mom was like, I'll pay the price. I'll pay it. So you think now the mom has the demon? Like what was the, it went, it went to black. So I was like, are you now the, 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 uh, demon lady, the succubus? I was assuming that the mom is the last soul. Oh, yeah, because she only had one. Yeah. She did put one of those tail, tail things in her anus. <laughs> what? I she put that it in her butthole. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I didn't get that. Y'all, I'm so slow. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't Wait, realize. what happened, man? What? I, didn't I see mean, it. that didn't happen. She's just saying. <laughs> oh. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> now. So in the first, when she kills the first guy, when she, we see her kill the first guy, the first tail that comes up goes into the bum hole. Oh. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, this is very anal. This is a very anal show. That's crazy. He got pegged in missionary position. Brilliant. Yeah, you, you, Brilliant. Y'all, y'all. <laughs> we need help. But yeah, yeah I, okay. So her mom was the last soul. She probably had to kill her. I didn't. I didn't even think about that. My mom. Well, well, we assume it's a good. We theory. assume. Yeah, we assume. Mm. So the next theme uh, that I can't that I think all of us kind of touched on a couple minutes ago was imperialism and America's United States of America's footprint in so many other co uh, countries, and. I mean, it's just, it was interesting on Lovecraft Country Radio when they interviewed, they had a guest on and she just talked about, you know, you know, the, the, the Kimoho, the, I'm going to say it wrong. Kimiho was a part of their culture, but when they came to America, Korean people became more close to Christianity. So they started to reject that. Just like, I think we saw talking about voodoo and how white Christianity has affected people in the African diaspora. Um, I was like, yeah, and then they literally just go and fuck up the world. And they were like, why'd you, why are you terrible? Because you made them terrible. Thanks. Well, his friend, his friend embodied his one little statement. I was like, well, that's the, that's the, to me, the black experience anyway, when he was like, uh, they hate us at home. And when I come here, they call me something else. I'm a stranger. I'm like, well, yep, that, <laughs> that is the African-American <laughs> story yeah. right there. Like, yeah. So that's how it happens. Yeah. I just felt like it, it just, it felt bad. And then, um, shout outs to Barbados for removing Queen Elizabeth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bye. All right. So, what did Barbados do? They removed uh, Queen Elizabeth as their head of state. They were like, we're, I think we're done with, with colonialism and, and foolishness. So thanks guys. And people were like, why don't we make Rihanna the new <laughs> I like it. I, I love. I love to see it. I know. <laughs> so um, I think that I mean that's pretty much we did talk about imperialism uh, a little bit uh, at the beginning of the episode. So yeah, we'll kind of dive into just a quick rundown of the show. Um, kind of, I did kind of just bigger buckets because um, we did do a, a, a pretty pretty good overview on our first um, run through on our Insta take. So we actually open up, we know that it's 1949 in Korea and we meet our friend Ji-Hong. Ji take her name from me. I don't know why I'm messing it up. Ji-Hong? I was like, Gia. 
Gia. Gia. We meet yeah. her. Gia. We meet her, um, and she's watching a movie of Judy Garland called, uh, with Judy Garland in it, called uh, Meet Me in St. Louis, which is one of my favorite movies. And she's just sitting there, and at first she's dancing, and she's dancing around, but that's really what's happening in her head. Then we see her actually sitting there, and her tears are in her eyes, and she's kind of watching what's going on. And I, I, you know, we find out she's kind of like trying to learn how to be a person, I think, by watching movies. And then she's wishing that she was this Judy Garland character who comes from a big loving family in the movie and she's living this great life and dressing beautiful. So I thought that was a really lovely scene and it brought me back to um, Watchmen. So I was like, yeah. we back in the, here we go back in the movie theater, Lord. Please don't put no bombs on us today. <laughs> but I think it's a little bit of commentary of why representation is important. Mm-hmm. Um, even one, I've never seen Meet Me in St. Louis. I <laughs> have no interest in it. Um, but I was like, first of all, it's odd that this movie is even showing in Korea at this time. And it's clearly been in the movie theater for a while because she was the only one there, her and the other couple. I mean, imperialism. Was, right, I mean, imperialism, but, American culture is the largest export that we have. Yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh, good point. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we got nowhere to go that's we period. export in america we export imperialism <laughs> and movies yeah, hollywood music i was going to say that the scene where um well we, we're not there yet so keep going okay. yeah. um so uh we find that she then we cut to her at home with her mom and they're you know cooking food and getting ready to store food for the winter and her mom uh lets lets us kind of know that they've been ostracized by uh, the community because their her dad has the father has died and he's gone and they lost their money so they kind of lost their social standing uh gi is like you know don't worry you know i'm out once i finish school you know we'll be back you know in good social standing and her mom looks she's like you know, we won't be, you know, we won't be good until we're whole again and you need to bring home another man. And I was like, uh, when I first watched it, like, okay, so get on it. Like, she's like, get on that pole. Like, I don't know what you need to do. So, <laughs> she, her mom's very forward. My mom is very forward in my 40s because she want a grandbaby. It's probably not going to happen. But she did, she did not say that to me yet, but just yet, just yet. Right. Um, so then we cut to her. She's in a, she's in nursing school right now. So they're in class and they're doing kind of an open body um, dissection. And this young lady who is kind of like the popular girl in class is talking, and the other girls are around her. And you see, Jian is just kind of by herself. She's really isolated. She's not connecting with anyone, and she's kind of watching her to see how to be how to be a person, really. Um, and then they leave the class and they go to a speed dating. So it's like, which I call like the worst speed dating that we, I think we already talked about in the, in the history of speed dating. Um, and she tells her first guy, which I finally read at the bottom of the screen, and she was repeating what the popular girl had said and yeah. told him like, he thinks he's sexy because of his brain. He's like, and you're out. <laughs> she gets another guy. She's like, don't you like Judy Garland? He's like, I love Judy Garland. I'm like, okay. And then he's like, but I don't like you. Bye-bye, you're out. So he wait, was just wait, like, <laughs> Was she uh, the second one when she was talking about Hollywood movies or she quoted Judy Garland and he said something about it's enough that the Japanese occupied us. Now you want to quote this American shit? I was like, damn, they got hotels in Korea too. <laughs> they got hotels all over the world. <laughs> um, uh, one podcast that I listened to, that, uh, maybe it was a video, they highlighted that the, the third gentleman, the one that liked Judy Garland, 
they highlighted that he might have been possibly gay. I thought so too. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't get any likes. Like nobody liked her photo on Insta, and it was really sad. They did it to her face. So it was really fucked up. Do you um, said they kept swiping left, swipe left. <laughs> in her, in the, in her face, like, eh. <laughs> I know. Damn, what if you get swiped left in your face? <laughs> and no. <laughs> like, fuck you, you man. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, but you get, I mean, you get a bridge at it. I mean, would you rather you waste your time? No, mind. no, I would not. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't yeah, like, I, I wouldn't like either way. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't swipe left me in my face. <laughs> Please, out of my face. <laughs> Don't so, swipe left me in my face. <laughs> we're going to put down a t-shirt. That needs to be on a t-shirt for real. Um, so the popular girl, we find out her name is Young Ja Uni. And she um, invites uh, our girl out to have coffee with them. And she's like, this guy is like lame dishwater. He sucks. And you should come with us and, you know, hang out with us. And she compliments her. She holds her hand. And in the, uh, the podcast, um, the Lovecraft radio podcast, it, they tell you like she hasn't really been touched and she doesn't know what that feels like. So when, some, when she touched her hand, she was like, oh, you want to connect with me? And she kind of looks at her hand and she compliments her socks, her little, knee, her little ankle socks. And so she starts to connect with this young lady and they, um, they go off to you know, have uh, coffee and, and she starts to form a connection with her. Um, and then next we see uh, Jiyun is at a bar. She's dressed up. She looks really pretty. And she sees this guy and she basically invites him back to her house. And she, you know, has sex with him. And at climax, she murder death kills him with all of her nine tails. Wait, and like, when she, I was like, this this woman here is brutal because she had the, the vision of him on top of the mountain going, Jiho, whatever. Yeah. And then when she explodes his body, she's like, Gio. I was like, damn, she, <laughs> she a thug. Like, she, she's like, like, thanks for that memory. Wow. Bye, bye. I don't know how I feel, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's hilarious. And it was hilarious in a very bad way. So we figure out that uh, she absorbs all of the, the life memories of the people that she kills. So she, you know, he had a good time on top of that mountain. So she had a good time killing him. So I was like, okay, makes sense. Yikes. Uh, so the, so we see, you know, her basically explode this man into pieces all over the, uh, her room and he's dead. Um, so we we know that she is something other than a human. We know that she is something that kills men and that she can absorb people's memories at this point. So when, um, the Americans, and so we cut to the 1950 and they're in the movie theater and you see they're watching a film and they come on with this propaganda. And it's like, if you see a communist, you know, you better go after him and hit him with bottles and, you know, kill him or whatever, or report him. So there, you see this propaganda already starting and they do it at the movie theater. Um, they remind me just of Nazi propaganda or our current Nazi propaganda here in America that's called um, Make America Great Again. And also imperialism. And also imperialism. So uh, they're in the movies, and this really took me back to uh, to Watchmen. Then you, the room starts to shake, and I'm like, "Damn, here comes some here comes some bombs." So mm. we see the Americans are now rolling into her village uh, and bringing the war with them. And the Americans like, "Don't worry, guys, America's here." And I'm like, "We are. Oh. We're here to save you." And people are like, "Bitch, ain't nobody called for you. <laughs> ain't nobody called for you. Nobody called you to save us." In, in most of these countries. They're like, nobody sent for you. Nobody sent for you. <laughs> so here's the thing, and this is me needing to do my research. What were, we, what were they fighting for? Because World War II, World War II was over 
what was this war about? Uh, I want to say they kept, it was, um, stop, they were, stop the spread of communism. Communism, right. yeah. It was just stopping the, stopping the spread of communism. Right. Yeah. America has done a ton of fucked up shit in the name of allegedly stopping communism. <laughs> Afghanistan, Iraq, like if every every fucking war, every country we have gone into and fucked over, it was in the name of stopping communism. And here we are in 2020, in almost in, embracing the the country that we were at the time almost fighting, you know, to stop communism, which is hilarious. And the, and the fact they try to say Biden or Harris or Bernie is a communist, I'm like, I don't think you know what communist is, and I'm gonna need you to define that. They don't. They don't know. That's that's the sad part about it. They don't know what communist is. But you're in bed. You're like you're. And he literally said today that Vladimir Putin was a good guy. And I'm like he's a fucking KGB. All right, whatever. Okay. <laughs> we digress. Who just we digress recently tried to kill his political adversary? Yeah. We're 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 back and yeah. we're back and we're back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> back from black angry people what thank you for the history lesson because i was like and why why are we here why are we there what do, what's the point this has been a moment in black angry people and <laughs> <laughs> oh god so uh we see jihan and her mom uh, uh having dinner and she goes and she tastes this soup and she's like oh this is really good is this is this something special she said what's your birthday of course it's special and she's like oh it's my birthday Oh, yeah, it is my birthday. And I'm like, oh, gosh. So um, she says, um, I really love the taste, you know, of, of the anch, you know, the anchovies. And she says, I remember I loved it, you know, the taste of anchovies. But she says, no, it's actually the her father or the the girls, the actual Jihan's father loved the taste of anchovies. It's not her because yeah. she is not a human. But she's she's taking on, you know, she remembers that he liked the taste of anchovies. Um, so I was like, oh, that's kind of creepy. That's so creepy. Look, that was really um so she's you know then we find out her mom reveals that she has to kill 100 you know 100 men um and she's gonna take on the memories of every single man that she you know basically kills but if she does that after that hundred so she becomes human and that's really what she wants she has been called into this girl's body and she, this isn't her world this isn't where she belongs but in order for this woman to get her daughter back the hundred lives have to be paid um, so her mom says, well, why don't you just go kill, you know, she's like, I don't want to do this. She's like, go kill some of these Americans. They basically treat us just like the Japanese soldiers did. And like, we know that the uh, Japanese um, occupation, they uh, used, um, they made a lot of Korean women uh, prostitutes and they called them comfort women. Um, so that's basically, she was like, they rape us just like the Japanese do. So just go kill them. So um, you just kind of find out that uh, the lady that the, the shaman is called Amigong. And she is who called the uh, Kum, the Kumu, Kumiho into Jiang's body. So that's a little bit um, of their uh, folklore. And like I said, again, we just call them succu succubus or succubi. Um, then we uh, we cut to the hospital. The war is on. People are getting exploded and body parts all over the place. Um, and we figure out that she has become best friends with uh, young Ji Uni. Um, and she sees her at the hospital. They're like trying to help the soldiers. And she sees her talking to this guy and like a young guy. And they're kind of whispering in the hospital. She doesn't really pay it any mind. And then later on that afternoon when they're walking home, she lets her know, um, you know, that I know that he's a communist. And so Uni is like, oh shit, you know, this is, 
you know, she's, you know, now she's been caught, you know, she's clearly giving him information to the communists. And she's like, don't worry, you know, um, I'm not going to tell you your secret, I, your secret's safe, to, safe with me. And she tells, you know, I'm different too, but she doesn't understand that what Jiang is saying is that she's different, like she's not a human, but she's a totally different person. She's right. different, different. Yeah, she's <laughs> different, different. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and that uh, then she's like, then they hang one of the communists and then her friend says, look, look at these Americans. They didn't even, they didn't even do anything. Like these soldiers are, are pieces of shit. So then that night, uh, Jian decides to go and, you know, start what her mom told her to do. She goes back to killing uh, men. And so she kills one of the soldiers. And as her mom, they're cleaning up in the, in her, uh, after she's murdered, murdered him, there's blood everywhere. And her mom um, basically comes in and she's like, okay, it's good. She's trying to help her clean up. Um, and she's like, you have to do this. You have to finish, you know, killing a hundred people so you can become human. And then she again tells her like, uh, you're not, you're not human. You will never feel love. You're, you know, you're not anything like what I am. Um, and then that's when she lets slip. She gets very upset with her, her mother. And she says, you know, basically your husband picked you because you were easy picking. She, he was a pervert. He was, you know, a pedophile who picked you because he knew that you would give him your daughter. And that's when we all got nervous. Even the podcast host was like, this bitch about to kill this lady. I was and like, I was, really I was like, for a demon new to this world, I mean, you know how to shoot shots. God damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> shots was getting, woo. she knows how to light candles and shoot shots. Like <laughs> she got that shit down. Oh yeah. So um, we uh, then cut to a scene where they, the American soldiers, have the nurses kind of outside and they're kneeling down, and they realize that there are messages going to the communists from a spy in the hospital, and the American soldier just starts murdering two nurses, and uh, his gun jams, and so Tick walks up. I'm like, oh, there's Tick. There he goes. And he basically uh, puts a gun to her friend, you know, her, knocks her friend out and basically takes her away. And uh, we thought, you know, we know that he has killed her. So um, after that happens, she's completely, you know, taken aback. She's been traumatized. Now she's ready to fuck up everybody. I think that's like when her rage really kicks in. Um, then, so. You know, if I jump in right here? Yeah. That scene where he just, <clears throat> where he shot her without second thought. It reminded me of Montrose in that scene where he killed um the girl y'all nicknamed Yahima. Yahima. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that like that clear disregard, nonchalant, like Do what you have vanity. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So he goes, he takes her, um, and a couple of days later, we realized that now Tick has gotten hurt, you know, his glasses have been broke, his eye is messed up, and he's brought into the hospital, and once Jian sees him, her, the rage, that actress did such a good job, the rage in her face, it looked like she was really gonna kill Tick for real life, the real, uh, the real man uh, that plays Tick, murdered him too, so mm -hmm. she sees him, and it's like, okay, game on, so she ends up, um, hold uh, on, Paul, uh, what actually happened that landed them in the infirmary? Cause did they, did they, they ever show like that there was an explosion or what no. happened? Um, no, they don't show what happens. It just shows that Tick pops in, comes into the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he shows up and now we realize he can't read. He's feeling frustrated and he's trying to read the book. And he asked her, 
uh, can you please help me read them again, fucking Count of Monte Cristo, because it's my dad's favorite book. Um, so she's, you know, helps him and she's still angry with him and she comes up with a game plan. She, in her mind, she's like, okay, I'm gonna fuck this dude. I'm gonna kill him and he's gonna be my hundred. And they end up kind of falling for each other. Um, and she doesn't at the end of the day really want to do that. And they kind of, they bond over the Count of Monte Cristo, Crisco or Cristo. And, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I said Crisco, sorry. Count of Monte Cristo. And because she had only seen the movie and he was like, well, if you read it and finish the book, if you read it to me, then you'll actually know what really happened. So I think that there, and I, I wanted to bring up the theme of loneliness. Um, I feel like those two people were so lonely that they kind of attracted each other, even in a time of war, like their souls still would have, I think, attracted each other no matter what. And well, you know, I don't think it was this loneliness that attracted them. I think they also had childhood trauma. Oh, yeah. Horrible parents. Um, well, I mean, and that's a part of a war that neither one of them wanted to really be in, but it yeah. was an escape. I think they yeah. had a lot of commonalities that brought them together. Well, she starts to, she does soften. She starts to read the book to him and he starts doing lovely things for her and, show, take, and making her like a private movie theater. And we find, then she finds out that uh, she goes to, she's like, okay. We're going to have sex and she, um, you know, heretic starts to get into it. And he's like, he lets her know that she, that he's a virgin. And so she's like, oh shit. Oh gosh. I kind of like this guy. And as they start to have sex, she pushes him off and kind of pushes him away because she doesn't want to kill him. And um, when he leaves the house, the mom walks in like, bitch, I, you should have just go ahead and kill him. He killed your best friend. Like you should have murdered him. Do what you have to do. And so, um, she did, she starts to fall in love and her mom's like bitch you can't love nobody because you're not even a human person and i was like i hate the mom again she's the worst <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh she and tick um um they you know he kind of gets back into grace's she admits to him that that hey you killed my best best friend he's like so you knew the whole time and you know all these feelings come about but they still try to make it work and uh, that she ends up having sex with him. She does not kill him in the process of her climaxing. So he has a good time. So maybe she didn't have, she didn't have a happy ending. So he had a happy ending for the first time. Good job, Tick. It was very quick. <laughs> it was very quick. Whoa. Tick, tick, tick Come on, very no, no, don't, 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 don't it was do very, it was very quick. Nope. <laughs> okay. Wait, yo, Tick can't even, I mean, look. Tick was quick. Hey, Tick was quick, but Letty too. You are being negative. You are I'm being not, negative. You, you know what? He was quick with Letty too. I'm making yeah. an observation that you, you know negative. Nah, I'm just you know <laughs> I you think you gonna be missing. <laughs> you miss it. Oh God. Um. So uh, they do end up having sex, and she does develop feelings for him and starts to fall in love. And again, she's not she's not human. So uh, they end up um, again having sex and she couldn't control her, uh, who she really was. And so the demon- she, was, she was really, she had, she was, she had let herself go. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Nah, he, he, hit that he hit that spot. I'm just saying, she <laughs> let herself go. Now I want to go back real quick to uh, them falling in love in that scene when he was, they were like playing in the snow. Uh -huh. <laughs> I bet her mom, her mom was like, of all the demons I could have seen summoned, this bitch had to fall in love with the last motherfucker. <laughs> no other demon would have did that shit. I summoned this demon. damn bitch. <laughs> Give me a new demon. Give me a new demon. 
Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I go back. Um, yeah, but it was cute how they kind of fell. It was it was cute them falling falling for each other. Um, so <clears throat> so her the. To the nine tail starts to come out and she starts attacking Tick, um, but she doesn't want to. And she, you know, puts the things in his eyes and she sees his memories and his future and that he will die uh, if he goes back to America. And so she, he kind of, she stops herself. He jumps off and he doesn't know what's going on. He's freaked out. He gets his clothes and he runs away, but she's like, don't go home. Don't go home. You know, you'll die. Don't go home. And he clearly doesn't pay attention because he runs out with his clothes and where does he go? Chicago, right? He went to Florida first, I think. What? Because before this scene, I think that's the conversation of him saying like his time is up and he can go home, and he's questioning if he should stay or or go. Yeah, yeah, right. And so I was when when that scene happened, even before I was like, maybe that's why she let her self be seen at the end because the mom said that he wouldn't care about her if like he really knew who she was and at that point she was like vulnerable like I really I want you to stay but you can't stay without knowing who I am kind of I don't know if she I don't know if she wanted to be seen yeah that way because that could have killed her like she threw him off of her and told him to leave and run. I mean, I I don't think that, I just think it's something that she can kind of control, but if it gets out of hand, it can, it can go way left. So I, cause I think she was trying to tell him when they were reading that book and she was like, Hey, let's read this story about a Camijo. And he was kind of like, Oh, okay. That's a cute story. (laughs) She's like, you ain't getting it, bro. This is me. But, um, yeah. You gotta work on your communication. Yes, yeah, you do have a point. She was trying to tell him that then. Yeah. But you also can't really truly be with someone until they know who you are. Yeah. I think that if for them to be together, she could literally never have an orgasm with me. <laughs> because it feels, like, whoa, whoa. It just feels like how it works. And I'm about to say, let's not act like there's women out here in relationships not having orgasms. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying they ain't having orgasms. They're sending tails up men's assholes and killing them. I'm no, just saying. No, there's something not even having orgasms at all. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying. I feel like uh, it would just be that would just have to be their relationship. Like maybe like forever. Like you can't. She couldn't get off at all. If if that, I'm just. I don't know the rules of how this works. It just seems like if she totally, completely lets herself go, then these tails come out and kill whoever. So, yeah, I don't know. I didn't read. I didn't read about this particular succubus, but I'm like, when you think of when you the American version or the European version of succubus, they can't at one at some point ever control themselves totally. So like this, that's just it's how they live. Um, so I don't think that she would have ever been able to not truly show him who she was um but you know she did she they she started to fall in love and i'm like if you are a creature that was told your whole life that you can't be in love like you, you're not worthy of this you can't do that you're not a human you're you know you're nobody wants to touch you like i could imagine how once you feel that feeling like oh wow wait a minute i like this you know i'd have been like hey guy i'm this thing right here uh just be a two-minute man and we'll we'll be able to make it for the rest of our lives but I'm just like, look, if you date a succubus and if you break her heart, 
And like she was already killing me just for nothing. But imagine that level of woman scorn. Like she would just be out here just, yeah, just running through <laughs> running through half the country, just bodies everywhere. I, gonna be nobody left. Right. I, I might have asked y'all this already, but like and this is like completely hypothetical. What if you were having sex and like these nine tails started coming out of your partner's office? What would you do? I'm out. I'm like this. <laughs> Well, what, what, what would I do? <laughs> what you mean what I'm going to do? <laughs> what would you do? I'm like, well, I, what? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I've been like, hey, hey, are you going to murder death kill me? If not, then what are we about to do with these nine tails? <laughs> I'm like, I a lot going on. <laughs> like, hey, we can put these nine tails to use if you ain't going to kill me. <laughs> I ain't gonna waste the nine tails, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you ain't gonna murder that, it's gonna be like, we can make some interesting things happen. I'm not, I'm, I am not, a, I don't, a sex shame anyone. So, like, what we into, I don't know. That's some adventurous uh, sex play that I, I'm not here for. Ooh. Male is on another spectrum with that. No, I'm not. That'd be like, it depends on which part of my body you're gonna titillate with one of these tails. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Friend for you. So she told you to stay your ass there in Korea. 
I was wondering if she could be the key to, uh, I mean, I really hope she comes back in this series, but I, like, if she, is she the wild card that saves everyone? Because she's clearly not someone that Christina William would factor into their calculation for anything. They'd be like, who the fuck is this Korean chick? Like, this yeah. sucker bitch, where'd she come from? So. I don't know. I feel, I feel like because she is real magic and they aren't real magic, um, I feel like she could. I feel like she would trump anything that they could do because their magic has to depend on something else. They have to take where she kind of is. I say, blow them candles, blow it, just burn everybody up. Just blow candles and burn everybody up. Right. Do Do what you do. So that's uh, the end of the episode. Um, I'm excited for next week's. I've watched the trailer and it's about Hippolyta's story. So. Oof, I tell you, every single episode is a, a movie. This, <laughs> it is. It definitely how this thing going to tie together, I don't know. I really, truly, for the first time watching the show, I have no idea how we're going to put a bow on this at episode 10. I know, because Hippolyta, like, in her own little world, she over there. I was like, in the preview, I was like, Hippolyta over there tweaking, talking about, I am Hippolyta with a sword. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, bitch, like... Get back in Woody and drive your ass back to Chicago and put some greens and mac and cheese on the stove because your ass <laughs> over here tripping like what? <laughs> a lot of she's she's traveling the traveling space. She's no, traveling. I don't when, when the when the preview of the show came out like back in July and August and they were showing the preview of everything that would happen. Yeah. That scene with her like in the big her scene with her mm-hmm. Palata, like yeah. that was like really what attracted me to it. It was like oh I gotta check this out. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, what is this about? Right. And it, and it attracted me, but I guess I didn't, you know, my predictions for how it, we would get to that scene. Oh, I, I definitely totally not happened. <laughs> totally not happened. I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck happened. None of, we're just like, we don't know what the fuck gonna happen. Like, but we're here for the ride. A hundred percent. This is been... that Ori somehow. Cause she yeah. looked mesmerized. Like, I mean, she looked like a crazy. She found her. What her brother said: all you have to. The, the guy was like, "Well, if it's if it's a locket, you know it has a key." So she found that key somewhere. I think she found it when she went over to uh to Arden. She might be found in Arden. Poor D. What is D? And lost every D. Poor D. George gone. Her mom over here just wilding <laughs> out. I just she playing with Ouija boards. I mean, is anybody thinking about the children? Is anybody cousin, thinking about the children? Cousin tried to kill her uncle. It's a whole I mean, lot going on. Yeah, I just don't think they are. I don't think they are. <laughs> a cousin, a brother. Yeah, like you say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been a wild ride. I'm so excited uh, for for this week's uh, next or this week's ep- or next week's episode on Sunday. Um, yeah. It's really, it's been a bright light. I love sharing this with you guys. I love communicating with people online. I love listening to the, all the podcasts about it. It just, it's just been a, a really, really wild ride and I'm excited. So seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, we only have a few more to go. We do. We're going to continue with Black Excellence. And I'm going to use that to transition to the Black Excellence that we have been reviewing. Zendaya winning that award for actress lead actress in a drama and then um regina king lead actress in a mini series and yaya whose last name i can't pronounce what, um, yeah, Mateen, something like that yeah but 
I think he, yeah, I think so. But HBO has stayed winning with content by black creators, highlighting black artists, and just allowing us to sh a shine in dramas, miniseries, comedies. You know, Issa Insecure may not have won, but they were lit at the SoFi Stadium. I said, well, go ahead, Issa. Right. Yeah. And all your people. Did y'all see old girl is real is pregnant in real life? Oh yeah. Um what y'all called her y'all slammed her. Oh, Condola is pregnant in real life? Yeah. I, I was definitely about to call her Condoleezza because y'all called her that like a thousand times. Yeah. She's pregnant in real life. I'm excited. Nah, I no, I think it's awesome that they were able to work that into the show. Yeah. Cause I feel like in so many other instances, like the, a woman will be written off the show because she got pregnant. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, yeah. Euphoria left. Euphoria, she deserved that. That girl acted her yeah. ass off in that show. She I mean, deserved that. You know, I called it and I mean, we reviewed and all these shows and I knew she should have got that after that scene when she was begging old boy uh, to give to sell her drugs. Oh, like, mm -hmm. yo. If she don't get it for this, I'm yeah. I'm done. <laughs> she was feeling hard. <laughs> right, right. Way to just transform your career from a Disney child star to like a full-fledged, respected, you know, actor. And that's how you do it. I, that's how you're supposed to do it. I need these other um, Disney child uh, actors to uh, take note that this is how you do it. D don't go off the deep end like several others have <laughs> yeah a lot of them do and i mean y'all yeah, yeah, won his award and i'm like you know watchmen not even coming back so i guess that's why they had to classify it as a mini series because it's or li your limited series yeah mm -hmm. and did we say uh regina yeah 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 i mean it was a it was a really it was a really diverse uh the the spectrum of black people and black acting that the for the people that won even the people that even the shows that we didn't uh, review it was it was brilliant yeah. it was just brilliant and and then shout, yeah yeah shout out to Regina like her, the shirt she had on the Breonna Taylor search shirt and even her um her speech about just reminding people to vote yeah it was awesome oh but Insecure did win they won an Emmy for um. Cinematography, I think. Yeah, I, I thought they, they should have won that. That was. Oh yeah, their cinematography was on amazing. point for real. On mm -hmm. point for real, for real. Um, yeah, it was just amazing. The one huge takeaway I have: we haven't reviewed anything from him. Um, if people can go back, please listen to the speech that um, Tyler Perry made, his acceptance speech. It was one of the most powerful speeches, I have heard in a very long time. It was beautiful, it was poignant, it was perfect, it was so powerful. So if you get a chance, please go go listen to that speech. Oh, that may be the only thing, Tyler, that we will be reviewing is his Emmy speech. Yes, yeah. <laughs> what, did he, what did he win for? I think they gave him oh, he, an, he, an, yeah, it was a, a governor's award. It was like, yeah, a, an like a lifetime achievement award type thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I had to it was, that out. Yeah, you'll, lo you'll love it. Um, he talks about a, a quilt and what that uh, a quilt that was given to him that he disregarded for so long, but it was given to him in love and made in love. And 
you know, it, it's just beautiful. So make sure y'all check that out if you get a chance. Okay. Yeah, I forgot uh, to mention him that he was a winner. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. You all stick with us. What this told me though is that four layered takes, we picked the right shows to review. So you all stay with us because we know the winners. We can spot a winner. Right. Right. <laughs> it was that was like a like a not not a lot of confidence in there, right? That was not a lot of confidence. <laughs> no, I was just I was just thinking about, I was thinking about uh Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> it's like well they did win. They did they win. Did win. <laughs> but uh, you know. But you know, we know some good TV, so y'all right. stick with us. Yeah, no good TV. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for Four Layer Takes, Episode Six of Lovecraft Country. Uh, meet me in Degas, and we will see you guys later. Bye. 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 Deuces.